Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 278 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty. JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcasts and Spotify video users rate and review the show. And everyone go follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love Jackson State University. We are back with another special guest as we prepare to head to Jacksonville, Florida to take on the Bethune-Cookman Wildcats. He is no stranger to the show. Whenever we play Bethune-Cookman, he's willing to come on and tell us all about the Wildcats. He is the host of the Terry Sims Show, the voice of BC, uh, BCU Sports, and he's also the sports director for WELE 1380 and the CAT 101.5 FM, none other than Mr. Harold Ford. Welcome back to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Man, I feel privileged today to chop it up with you, man. The <laughs> no, privilege, privilege is all mine. Trust me. Trust me. We are here with the man himself. <laughs> always uh, always special when we hear that voice. We know what time it is. We know what time right. it is. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, first and foremost, I have to uh, just you know check in with you, make sure you're okay. I know, uh, obviously, with the weather going on and uh, with, the, with the weather storms coming through Florida, I just want to make sure that you're okay and the, and the team and the family and everything, everybody's doing okay. Well, first of all, I want to say, well, thank God that we're still here. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. it's a good thing. Uh, the team has been moving around uh, since the uh, Ian left us here. It left us with a bunch of flood water. Mm-hmm. And uh, BCU got hit pretty hard. Uh, but the team itself uh, exited and they traveled to uh, Tennessee, Chattanooga first. And then they moved on to uh, Nashville where they've been for the past week and after playing Tennessee State. They're now in Jacksonville. So the university is not uh, ready for a return for the football team, but we've got exceptional hospitality all around the country for where the team has had to be for the last two weeks almost. Wow. Uh, wow. This team has been on the road. They have not been in Daytona Beach. So uh, we want to thank all those who have helped us out because it's truly been a blessing uh, for these young men because they have to have some normalcy as mm-hmm. they uh, are separated from their families. So I think Coach Sims has done a marvelous job, and our university executives should be uh, congratulated also because they've done their part to make sure that these young men are safe. Wow. Wow. Talk about the adversity that they're facing. And, you know, with this game being this weekend, they're obviously they're in Jacksonville in Florida. Will they finally be able to return home to Daytona Beach after this game? That's where we get the big question mark. Uh, the school is supposed to reopen Monday, but will dorms be ready? Will the athletic department's part be ready to go? Uh, we suffered some damage in certain parts of the athletic uh, facilities. So we don't know exactly yet, but I'm sure we'll know immediately after the game whether they will stay in Jacksonville mm-hmm. or they will come home. Wow. I, I know they can't. Yeah. 
I'm I know sure they can't wait to re- return to some normalcy, and I could just imagine having to play football and figure it out while you're displaced and being on the road and living in a hotel. I know that it's probably fun at first, but it can get old after a while. So kudos to those guys for for pushing through and fighting through. I know Coach Sims won't make any excuses, but it is what it is. And when you're, you know, when you're, because our team, we arrived at our game against Alabama State. The team arrived a little bit late. I arrived about an hour before the game, and it threw off their entire routine. They were rushing. It came out sluggish, and it showed. But, hey, like I said, it is what it is. So, in your opinion, how, how would you say that has affected the team's performance? I, I don't think it's affected their performance. You know, game day is all about timing. According to Coach Sims, when you talk to him, it's all about staying on track. And he's tried to keep this team on track, getting the games on time, even with practices, you know, even though they were away from home, you know, they had to practice in a different facility. They had to go to a different weight room, you know, uh, practice in a different facility. They had to eat in a different cafeteria. So the adjustments have been made and they've been made graciously. I have to admit that the team itself, yeah, they may be a little tired of going here and there, but they too have just played football and practiced football and done what they've done. And I think Coach Sim and his staff, should be uh, commended for that. Right, right. So the team right now probably not where it wants to be, one and four on the season, but one and one in the swag, a long swag season ahead. So they're still obviously in the mix, but mm-hmm. a disappointing 41 and 17 loss to Tennessee State. So let's start there and kind of talk about that game. Give us a recap. Well, you know, uh, we went into the game, we scored first. And the one thing that Coach Sims always wants to do, he wants to start fast. Yeah. The problem was, is that, We started fast. We got a field goal in the first quarter. But after that, everything went downhill. Where it went wrong, the score tells the story. Uh, It just went straight downhill. We didn't execute in all three phases of the game. As you know, Coach Sims is is, is blatant about that. You know, if we don't execute on the offensive end, the defensive end, and special teams, we cannot win. And I don't think – I don't – I just don't think we – we didn't – I'm not going to say we didn't show up, but we just didn't have it. That We just didn't have it. It didn't look like a Bethune-Cookman football, Wildcat football team wow. in this game. Um, so we, 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 we've taken that to lumber. One thing that Coach Sims said to me this week, we'll go back to the drawing board again. Absolutely. And that's one thing about him. He is a starch believer. He, is, he will never, when I tell you never give up, mm. never give up. So he's going back to the drawing board. We will show up in Jacksonville, Florida, which they're already there. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that he'll have his game plan, as he told me. He, he never tells me. This is one thing. I try to get it out of him every week. Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. the game plan? He says, that's not for you to know. That's for mm-hmm. me to know and there you, you to find out. <laughs> right, right. He doesn't want you telling guys like me, so I get it. <laughs> right, 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 right. Especially playing y'all. Right. No doubt. So the, when you talk about going back to the drawing board, obviously some things to correct, but I, there are also some positives to build on. We'll get to those things that you guys probably need to correct, but what would you say? Let's start with those bright spots for the team. What would you say are some areas of optimism and probably the strengths of the team right now? Quarterback position, Jalen Jones, uh, okay. one we uh, got from y'all. Uh, from Texas <laughs> State. Uh, he has, he's brought a different light to the quarterback position. He mm-hmm. has. He's a, he, he's a dual threat. He can go. He can, he has go on his side. It's written on the back of his jersey. Go. Mm-hmm. If there is a lane okay. for him to go, Jalen's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't. We have the. And I say this only because I've seen him. But D's is the best return man in the swag. There's no doubt about that. Uh, okay. We have some positives about when it comes to our special teams. Our defense. Um, 
it is good. We just not have we haven't played like we should. And I think those are some bright spots that we have there uh, on special teams. Uh, the run game, uh, we're still working on that. We're working on that. And I think Coach Sims, we have a new offensive coordinator and uh, Mike Canales. And um, I think he's working with this team very well. But the bright spot to me is Jalen Jones. He mm-hmm. has brought a new life to the quarterback position. And he's figuring it out with a new OC. You always got to figure out some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're very familiar with Jalen Jones. We, you know, we had him for a season, had him for a spring, started some games for us, won and some games. Y'all loaning him to us. Thank you. <laughs> well, you, you, you can, you can, uh, you can tell the junior college that he went to. So we won't take yeah. full credit. He went to junior college first, so I, I guess you know that was his previous stop. But I mean, we're looking forward to facing him. I'm sure he's looking. I know he's looking forward to it. Still, a lot of friends on the mm-hmm. on the team. You know, they still still in communication. They still talk. So I know it's going to be a, a great time for him. A couple other familiar names uh, for our Jackson State fans. Uh, as well, Corey Reed, a former yes. wide receiver, he's on the team, so definitely be a nice, uh, you know, nice kind of homecoming for. Well, we'll be in Jacksonville, but a homecoming in terms of you know some old familiar faces. So looking forward to that. But one name you didn't mention, uh, this is a guy who you know one of the top HBCU NFL prospects mm-hmm. in the country heading into this season. He's your tight end, Kamari Everett. I mean, he is a matchup nightmare. He ranks fourth in the conference. Uh, in receiving yards, but would you say this season so far has gone how he would have hoped it, to, it no, would go? Not for Kamari, no, not no, no way, no how. Uh, mm-hmm. He is a he's he is a um, he's a beast, and for him, I don't think the season has been what he wants it to be. I think he's showed up and played every game because that's the kind of player he is. He's going to play every game, every down. Um, I think we need to get the ball to him a little bit more but that's on the coach Sims decisions there. Mm-hmm. I think he needs to get the ball in his hands a little more, but you know, you've been running into double teams all season long. If you look mm-hmm. at the field, there's always two people sitting waiting out there mm-hmm. on him. And uh, I think that Kamari is, um, he will have a breakthrough. Hopefully he will have that breakthrough this week. Mm-hmm. I'm praying about that, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, I think even, but Kamari Everett is a beast, man. And I just think we have not seen the full right. goodness of Kamari Everett yet. I would agree. I would agree. I would agree. Well, uh, you know, when you do, you, you obviously you're going to be looking for someone to kind of pick up the slack for him. As I watch this team and kind of look at the numbers, I see a Dylan Lee kind of stepping in. Dylan Lee is very good. Is he's the, he's the guy. He's the guy. He's the guy. Dylan has stepped up as a receiver, and um, I think I think that Quayshon Bird is going to sooner or later break through. Quayshon is 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 a miraculous runner. Uh, he finds the holes very, very quickly, and we're looking for him to have a breakthrough. And, and when he does, this team turns around because we can get our run game going. Oh, and that opens up the pass, and that will open it up for Kamari. So I think we're looking to find ways to, you know, if, if, if you've watched us in the couple, last couple of weeks, we have thrown the ball a lot more than we usually have, especially with Jalen. We've thrown the ball. I mean, we're averaging maybe 200 and 300 and some odd total yards per game. 277 of those yards are in the air, okay. which is good for us. You know, we just haven't put the ball in the end zone as much as we should have. And you talk about getting Quayshawn Burr going as far as the running game. Earlier, you mentioned some of the offensive line woes that's probably contributing to the lack of the you know run, running attack, the production there that you would probably like. So what would you attribute that to? Is it just a, a young unit? Would it be injuries or just a matter of them just gelling and putting it and putting it together? I think a combination of both young youth and gelling. They have not been together a long time. Um, 
they're probably seeing things that they've never seen before when it comes to swag defenses. Okay. And I think that they are just gelling and putting it together. Coach Sims says that they need to work together, <coughs> excuse me, as an offensive line. And he says he's really working on that part. So I think you may see a difference maybe this week. Hopefully we will. Right, right. So let's switch over to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, the Bethune has struggled at times stopping the opposition, at least since our SWAC play started. Yeah. Uh, currently ranked 11th in the SWAC in total mm-hmm. defense, giving up 460 yards per game, and they've only managed two sacks in their two SWAC games this season. So I know that doesn't sit well with Coach Terry Sims, who's a defensive guy. So talk about the struggles on defense this season and what it'll take to turn things around. We're giving up too many penalties. Mm-hmm. Let's, just talk, let's just be honest about it. We, we have been penalty woed. Um, a young group, new DC, uh, who's doing a tremendous job, but he's, you know, they're not, they haven't jailed. They just have not jailed at this point. Now they have had some good, good, some good goal line stances. They've had some, some great plays against Grambling. They showed up and we saw some light that we possibly have a good defense because they stopped Grambling at a certain time, and we all know Grambling had a pretty decent offense. Mm-hmm. You know, they put points on the board if they have to. But they stopped them. So we saw the light there. But we have not seen it since. So I think the defensive unit is going to work very hard this week, and uh, we know who we're playing this week. So we we got to show up somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. We know who we're playing. Right. And you, you talk about those penalties. When I look at the number, I, I had to do a double take and make sure that it was correct because I'm seeing 99.5 yards per game in penalties, at least in our SWAC play. I don't know if I've ever seen that. And we know penalties are drive killers for the offense and right. drive extenders for the opposition. So I'd imagine they usually come at the most inopportune time. So talk about how that's uh, kind of affected you and how, and how deflating that's potentially been for the team. Coach Sims just says it this way, and this is what he says. He's like, they happen at the wrong time. But that's never going to be the right time now. Let me put that out uh, there. But. It, but for him, it happens at the wrong time. You're down in the red zone. You have an opportunity to score. You have an offside penalty. You, uh, your, your defensive player getting in somebody else's face, you know, personal foul penalties. Those are the type of penalties that we've had that have cost us when we have a chance to maybe tie up the game, maybe score. Uh, unnecessary penalties is what's happened to us. And we've got to stop it. We have to stop it. And I, I don't, you know, that's that's something they're going to have to work on inside. You know, I, I cannot tell you what he's going to do about it, but I know he's mentioned it and he's not happy about it at mm-hmm. all when it comes to penalties. Right, right, definitely. And going back over to the defense, uh, who are some guys that are going to have to step up in, in order for you guys to turn it around? I would imagine that like an Amari Hill Robinson, who's kind of like that leader on defense, has a couple in multiple games. He is our leader. Amari Hill Robinson is our leader. Um, there is, you know, I look at him as a potential NFL uh, uh, draft lottery pick because okay. he, he's a good, he's a great corner. And he, mm-hmm. and he, and he's back there in the back. I think we got some defensive line. We have youth on the defensive line uh, that is very good. Uh, but at this point, we just, I just can't pick one person out. Our linebackers are good, but Omari Hill Robinson is the leader of our defense. So mm-hmm. we're dependent on him. Right. And then I've noticed some concerns on special teams as well. I know it was a field goal blocked versus Tennessee and then two bobble punts 
One was returned for a touchdown and right now only averaging 31 yards per punt, which is 11th mm-hmm. in the swag. So is that something that has consistently plagued the team or that was just more of a one-off against Tennessee State? No, that's can plague the team all season from mm-hmm. game one. Um, we have to do better, especially on special teams. Now, we have a new special teams coach. Coach McCoy has done a wonderful job of special teams. He has. He's coaching up there, but I think special teams is another word. We're very young. People don't realize we are very, very young. We okay. lost a lot of people last year. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of guys whose names that even I, when they pop up, don't even know. Mm. But these are wow. these are young guys. We have wow. a bunch of freshmen and sophomores. Mm. And um, I think with, with all this new staff that we have now, we have a lot of people don't realize we have a new OC, new defensive coordinator, and a new special teams coach. Uh, it takes time to gel. Okay. And I think that that's what's happening right now with them. I do want to mention um, one guy on uh, defense, uh, Corey, Mari Jones. Uh, he's done his job this year. Uh, in five games, he's had 13 tackles. And uh, our defense is not as bad as it looks. We just not – we have just not won with our defense. And that's where I'm going to leave that one. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the game will be played in Jacksonville, as we've said, at the Jaguar Stadium. Now, this is a Bethune-Cookman home game, but the decision was made to move it to Duval. And it was a hot topic of discussion in the media. I, I know you saw it, you, right? I can tell you why. And, and that's what you want to know, right? Well, why was this game I'm I'm an Orlando guy. I know about this thing called Biketoberfest. For one. <laughs> there you go. That's so, all I'm saying. I, I We know. Don't even dare go near Daytona Beach door at Biketoberfest. But – Go ahead. If you want to discuss that, talk, talk I about told it. You, that. you know, being a Florida man, you ought to, you you know that you can't have a football game in Daytona Beach and Biketoberfest going on at the same time. It does not work because we're out here on LPGA, and a lot of people thought, well, they didn't want to come to the stadium. No, that was not it. It's because there are another 100,000 people that will be in Daytona Beach. Mm-hmm. And it just would not work. And it was a heck of a conversation. People mm-hmm. were throwing all kinds of jabs about, it. well, they moved the game because they want our crowd. You know, we they thinking, you know, the Jackson State crowd. The Jackson State crowd was going to show up anyway. I don't care if we had it in Daytona Beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, they were coming. coming. They, because they support their Tigers. And uh, we moved it to uh, TIAA Bank Stadium. And uh, I think it was a great move for both teams. I really do. I don't. I don't. Re- I can't really say uh, what how y'all feel about it. But for us, we're happy about it. And you should see a lot of Wildcats in the stadium mm-hmm. this Saturday. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, Coach Prime wasn't pleased. He he uh, expressed that during Swack Media Day. Mm-hmm. And uh, your athletics director, the the former NBA great, NBA mm-hmm. All Star, and basketball coach, uh, Mr. Yes. Reggie Theus, he kind of responded as well. So I think it was, you know, it was cool to kind of see the back and forth. It, it, you know, hopefully it won't go too far. We've seen how it can kind of go too far. <laughs> so I don't yeah. think it'll go too far. I'll leave that one alone. Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't think it'll go too far with those two. But, you know, Jack State fans, I, I can I can attest and it might be as well. I-4, I-95 during uh, October uh, bike week and uh, mm-hmm. bike, bike fest. Yeah, we, we avoided well, it all. I, 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 will, I, I will see this for the Jackson State fans. Y'all going to get some good crabs while y'all in. Okay. 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 Y'all make sure y'all go to, go to 7th Avenue to the Main Street over there, the Seven Seas Crab. I'm going to give you the places to go, okay? Go to the Seven Seas and get you some good crabs while you're there. All right? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. So our uh, last thing, just uh, just based on what you know about this team and Coach Sims, the adversity, uh, big game, obviously, be on ESPN. We'll, and I know the answer, but I just want you to kind of ex- express it. Will this team be ready to play? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, uh, Coach Sims, uh, Coach Terry Sims' team will never not play. He mm-hmm. That's not the way he works. Uh, he will tell you right now, we will show up and we will play. You may see some different things. One thing I do know, and I can't say it, but he did. He told me this, is that he always has a different game plan for everybody. And you may see some different looks uh, because we're going to play to win. You know, as the old saying says, you play to win the game. So Bethune-Cookman will show up, and we will play to win the game this Saturday. And we know who we're playing, and but we will show up. Absolutely. And hopefully, we might win. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll, we'll just have to see. I, mean, I just have to see, you know. You know how that goes. You know, we know, like I said, we know who we're playing. We're the best, best team on offense, best team on defense. You know, I, can, I just want to say this. The scary thing that I see about the Jackson State team it's not the offense. It's okay. the defense. I agree. It's, it's 100%. At 9.7 points per game, I'd have to tell you, the defense is scarier than the offense. Much scarier. You, you never know what you're going to get from any offense, right? But that defense right. is going to travel. So the defense will be uh, in Jacksonville. But, you know, Mr. Harold Ford says, so will Bethune Cook when they will show up. So we're going to show up and hail Wildcats. <laughs> I thank you for letting me say that on the Corey C show. No, I thank you for coming on. It's our pleasure, man. We Again, we, when we hear the voice, we already know what time it is. So oh, I always man. look forward to this time of year. Looking forward to seeing you in Jacksonville. Definitely safe travels. Our prayers are with the entire Bethune-Cookman family. We definitely want to see you get through that situation and get back home. So good All luck right, with well, everything. Much love to you, Corey. Same, Same here. You bet. Take care. All right. And that'll do it for this episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcasts and Spotify video users rate and review the show. And everyone go follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you downloading, subscribing, rating and reviewing the show until every tiger that, you know, we're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify Video, YouTube, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers. Hashtag I believe. Hashtag the I love. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.